So I was asked to talk about planning for your retirement, specifically about the NSSF money that we'll get. So I've got a couple of teasers uh, of questions. And uh, the first one is, um, is it in our hands? In other words, is it in our hands as NSSF to plan for your retirement? So that's the first question I have. Uh, the second question I have is, is in your is in our hands in other words is it in our hands you as the person who is listening to this and then finally um is in your hands all right so a couple of uh rhetorical questions and i'm hoping that by the time i finish talking um we'll probably be all in hand uh why planning for retirement is probably a combination of very many things. So I'm not here to lecture you because honestly, I know that every single time you invite somebody to talk about um, financial wellness, it's not a subject most people like to talk about. Um, but I'm going to try a different approach today. And this approach is based on some research and a book uh, that um, uh, I've been reading and I'd like to encourage everybody to read. So there are two things that are quite important for your planning for financial retirement. Uh, of course, you've got to have the right investing skills, um, but guess what? You might also need some luck. So how much of your financial success is due to your investing skills or how much is it to, due to luck? Hopefully I will explain a little bit uh, what I'm talking about over the next couple of slides. I'm sure uh, when Harriet was introducing me, she told me I'm a big fan of um, um, sports. And one of the sports I follow quite avidly is football. And I like to use it even in our everyday life. And I believe that I'm sure those of you who follow football have probably seen this player. He's one of the most skillful, currently plays uh, for PSG, uh, but that shot when it was taken, uh, he was playing for uh, Barcelona. So, and if you really want to know his name, uh, then ask somebody else because um, it should be so obvious. So skill is the ability to deeply have a knowledge consistently, right? And how does this apply to investing? You might want to ask, because I will tell you that if you do not have the skill to manage your money, you're going to live a miserable life in retirement. Let's talk about luck. I told you that it looks like we need both skill and we also need luck. Now, again, I told you I love football. So another footballing uh, icon uh, is starting off his career, uh, but that is a specific uh, shot taken from the game uh, where Mr. Uh, Mount uh, had uh, just scored a goal uh, that won the Champions League uh, for uh, Chelsea Football Club. Now, if I were to ask any football uh, pundit or any football lover or any football 
person who's got any knowledge about football. And they told them that Chelsea uh, was playing against Man City in the Champions League. I'm very sure that 10 out of 10 times, people would have said that Man City would have won because they had won the Premier League. Uh, they had won uh, the Carling Cup and they were very, very on top of their game at the time they were going to play the Champions League. But one moment of luck, would you call it, enabled Chelsea to win this particular game. And so there are three conditions that create luck that I'd like to share. There must be a beneficiary, a person, a business that is a beneficiary of that. In this particular case, the beneficiary of that luck and perhaps skill of uh, Chelsea was, um, uh, was the football team. The second one, condition for luck, it was good for Chelsea, it was bad for Man City. And lastly, on a different occasion, as I said, the outcome could have been different. In fact, as I said, if they had done a poll on the day before the guy in the crowd would have said Man City were going to win. But on that particular day, um, Chelsea did win. So the book I was referring to is uh, the success equation. And, and, I'll, and I'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, obviously, the credit is to Michael Morbonsin. So let's make this more interesting. Are you able to retire poor on purpose? In other words, can you plan to retire poor? All right, is a question for you. Secondly, if you chose to retire poor, what skill would you need to retire poor on purpose? Okay, in other words, what would you deliberately do to your lifestyle, to your own purpose using skill in order to retire poor, right? And if you retired poor after making this effort, would you call that bad luck? Achieved what you wanted to do? Or would you put it up to your own skills, right? And I know that there are a lot of questions that I'm asking because I believe that all of us have answers within us to be able to resolve the whole issue around investing. So that's the book that I've been referring to, but let's get some quick lessons from this great book. So one is success. Most people who are successful are actually outliers because there will never be you know, the general mass being successful. So, they tend to be outliers and most are as a result of great skill, I can tell you, and a lot of good luck or great luck. But there's also the average, the average, the reversion to the mean or to the average. An outlier result is often followed by a performance that is closer to the average, right? I like to give our own example at the NSSF. Uh, for the last 10 years, there was two or three years ago, three years ago now, 
when we gave a 15% uh, uh, return. Now you can say that was a great success, but as you can see, that was an outlier. The average tends to be around that there will always be somebody who is very successful, but most times we tend to revise to the average. So how does this relate to the subject of investment and also preparing for retirement and also using your resources that you've got out of the NSSF for retirement? So again, let's explore these two phenomenons. So if you're talking about luck, the extreme of that is going into a casino and striking a jackpot of 50 million shillings. So that is definitely luck. But how many times will you go into a casino and strike 50 million shillings every single day? Because what we know is that chance tends not to repeat itself, but luck can one day strike. Another picture for you to look at, Hussein Bolt, we all know him, he's retired now, but I can tell you that even today, if any of us were to race with him, I am very sure that 10 out of 10 times, he will win or he will beat you. So these are two extremes. One is somebody who relies on luck to go into the casino and win, and one is another person who relies on skills because he's trained, he's got the body, he's got all the things that he does to be able to do this. And definitely you know that he will beat you. So I'm beginning to sort of paint this picture that although both skill and luck are required in the way you invest, it's probably most, most, it's most, um, practical, it's better for you that you've got more skill. Of financial success improved drastically if you improve the skill side of the equation. And I hope that I've been able to, in a couple of slides, to sort of prove that. Because I think it's so important that all of us And I hear this expression, uh, God will deal with it. I'll get five kids and God will help me to deal with it. What you're doing is you're saying, I will leave that to God. I'll leave that to luck to do. But guess what? There's a lot that you need to do on your own to be able to deal with the situation of financial literacy. So finally, just from the same lessons, this is a spectrum of what will happen on your left of the screen is pure luck, and on your right of the screen is pure skill. So if you are uh, an individual, as I've already said, who went to the casino, definitely getting a jackpot is almost pure luck. But if you really, really yes, then certainly you need a lot of skills. And there's quite a huge spectrum. There's a huge, uh, conti uh, con uh, uh, there's a lot of activities along the large scale uh, uh, spectrum, which is 
statistical results, you've got what happens in rugby, you've got what happens in, in all those sports. And you can see that all of these are along that quandrium of, do you have the luck? Do you have the skill? And definitely if you have the skill, then I'm sure that it is possible. You'll be able to create the luck to be able to, to do that. So I thought I would spend a little bit of time on this one because I would like to move away from this belief that every single one of us gets lucky, okay? Because there are very few outliers that get lucky. Most times your skill is what is so important. Having sort of hopefully convinced you about that, let's look at this equation and uh, just remember that success is equal to your financial decisions and definitely a little bit of luck. If, you are out, if the outcome you desire has a high dependence on skill, then it makes sense that we need to invest in skills rather than trying to remain thinking about luck as the way that is going to help us in having a great time. So let's take some time now to go into this issue of retirement, okay? But I would like, as usual, that you keep the lessons we've just learned from the first couple of slides at the back of your head. So imagine that you want to do your retirement, okay? How many of us actually go through um, the thought, the planning, the thinking about what they're going to do with their retirement, right? Of course, there are a couple of things in there. You could end up traveling the world, right? So you need a lot of money to be able to do that. You could end up starting your own business. And guess what? You'll need a lot of money to do that. You might just chill and enjoy time with your family. There's a little bit of money, but certainly it needs you to have saved or planned for it. You might want to start some new hobbies, right? You might want to run a marathon, or you might want to learn how to horse ride, or you might want to, to do all the things that you've wanted to do but have never had time for. Or you might want to volunteer, right? Devote some time in doing charitable work, uh, just like the Rotary does. And um, that will definitely require you some time. Or still, perhaps you're just thinking about it. But it's always a good place to start. And I always encourage whoever you are, please have a plan for what you're going to do whenever that time comes for your retirement. Because at least that then gives you an opportunity to aim for. Because unless, of course, your plan is to retire poor on purpose, remember that, you definitely will need a little bit of money to be able to do that. But as you plan, there are other realities that you must consider for the future. These are the three broad realities that are actually affecting us. So healthcare, um, as we grow older, we get poorer in health and therefore healthcare costs are going up. We are living longer. Uh, today is my 60th birthday and I don't see myself slowing down in the next 20, 30 years. Um, the cost of living, as I will demonstrate to you, has been going up. Um, we know that if you don't put all these factors into consideration, then definitely your plan is not going to work. 
So let's let explore a little bit on the healthcare issue that I talked about. These are some numbers um, from the American National Center for Policy Analysis. Um, unfortunately, we, I couldn't find the numbers here in Uganda because obviously we don't keep these sort of numbers. But in 2007, um, there was for the seniors, people who are considered old, um, they were spending 17% of their income in retirement on health, 17%. That number is expected or is projected to grow to 24% by the year 2030, which is in a, about nine years time, right? So that, that's almost coming. And in another you know, 15, 20 years, uh, not even 20 years, that number is going to get almost a third of your income. So you can imagine you retire and you've got a pension of a million shillings or you've got an annuity of a million shillings per month and you are spending 300,000 of that million shillings on your health. So what does that mean for the rest of your consumption or the funds you want? Another one, just to emphasize this point on health, uh, to show you that in Sub-Saharan Africa, this is what this is the closest we would get uh, to, to, to Uganda. The blue bar is the non-communicable disease. In other words, the stuff that we get out of our living badly, um, you know, our habits, you know, of uh, diabetes and high blood uh, pressure and all that stuff. But the point is that the growth in the communicable diseases is, 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 is not as high as the non-communicable diseases, which basically means that, uh, again, this will impact on our health because we become healthy on the communicable diseases and then become really unhealthy. And that's why we need to see the doctor quite often uh, as we grow older. Um, the next one is on living longer, okay? Another set of numbers for you, 65%, sorry, the wives are going to even live longer than that. So it does mean that the retirement age that everybody works towards, the one at NSSF as you can claim your money after 55, but if you are going to claim your money after 55 and you still have to live until way beyond the uh, 85 years, that is 35 years, 35, sorry, 30 years, which is, as you can see, um, almost longer than you have been working. So you need to have saved money sufficient for you to live time you've actually worked, right? So now that requires a lot of hard work as I will demonstrate uh, coming forward. Inflation is the last one. The inflation reality is absolutely crazy. These are numbers uh, which show that our performance over the last 35 years, an item that cost 100 shillings in 1981, just before I started my work, 
today will be costing around 700,000 shillings, okay? So that's quite a big, big jump. And that's because of inflation. Inflation is a reality. So the more you save now, the more in future your money will be worth less, okay? So you need to work double to be able to beat inflation in order to be able to have sufficient resources because in the future, things will be a lot more expensive than. So if you really think about it, we are living longer. We have an unhealthy lifestyle as we grow older and inflation is chipping away at our savings. So that means that we need to work doubly hard if we really are to survive in this quandrium. So now let's work on the vision based on these realities that I've just talked about. And this is one of my favorite quotes. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the, in the face. I'm sure those of you who follow boxing will know that that was said by Mike Tyson. So your retirement goals will be affected by, you remember, we said it, your skills, how you have the knowledge to consistently apply that to investing, and then luck, the probability of good or even sometimes bad luck coming out. So guys, those are the only two things you have available to you to be able to really take care of your retirement. So the first basic rule is if you are young, and I don't know how many young people are on this call, please start. Because the numbers show us that if you start earlier, you will definitely get a good return. Again, we couldn't find Uganda are not very different to what uh, is currently happening uh, in the rest of the world. So these are US numbers. So we've got three characters here. One is called Tom, another one is called Bob, and the other one is called Susan. So Tom started at the age of 25 to save, and because he was saving regularly, and each of them were saving just 5,000 shillings annually, sorry, $5,000 annually, he ends up with a stack of a million point one dollars. While Bob, who started at the age of 35, only got half a million. And Susan, who started at the age of 45 and only saved for 20 years, uh, only got uh, two. In the amount saved, even though the difference between the periods they've saved is only 10 years, it is all, right? The same power of compounding that at NSSF, when you save your money at NSSF, you contribute only 15% of your savings. Uh, sorry, 10% of your savings is contributed by your employer. But guess what? The person who contributes the most to your savings is the interest you earn out of compounding. And the figures show that on average, when we pay out somebody at the age of 55, 75% 
of that money is the interest they will have earned. So it pays a lot for you to have started early and so start early, contribute regularly, and most importantly, it doesn't need to matter. You can even contribute small and grow that to become big, but start because the biggest challenge is that people start late to save in their lives because they've realized that now they need to save. And yet if they had started so early, the power of compounding is so, so powerful. I hope that demonstrates the picture quite vividly for you. So I'd like to sort of come to the end by giving you a couple of tools that I think are so important. We call this tool the 50-30-20 budget rule. And I'm sure you've had it in other, one form or another, but I like to use this to talk to people so that at the time they are contributing to the NSSF, they should use this as a rule. So 20% should be savings, 30% should be your wants, and obviously 50% should be your essentials. And what are they? Your essentials are things like school fees, food, insurance, transport, energy, water, the things that are really available for you to make sure that you continue to have a life, you exist, your existence. Apply 30% to your wants, which means enjoy your life sometimes, eat out, vacation. But as you can see, the big, big chunk, the big, big chunk that is so important that every one of us fails to do is to at least put away 20% of our money as savings, as investments, so that we can beat inflation and financial goals exceeding five years and also perhaps towards retirement. But as you know, many of us contribute to NSSF and we believe that that is sufficient, right? And I will be able to share with you a number which shows you that actually that is not sufficient. The good news is that once you've established this golden rule or budget rule quite earlier on in your life, it then helps you to drive the right good behavior for you to then be able to save enough for your retirement. The same for retirement. Now is the time to begin looking at how do you then distribute those savings, okay? And again, I like to use the three bucket rule. So the first rule is around the bucket number one, which is what happens in the next two years. So save some money for what happens in the next two years. The second bucket is what happens to you in the next seven years. And the last one is what happens to me in the next 15 years. And as you've sort of seen, it is sort of trying to break down the things that you need to save for, because all these buckets have different uses as I will be able to help and uh, design. The budget and consistent saving skill helps you address the issue of luck, the luck that will come after you've got a consistent habit of saving. So what would you fill in bucket one? 
Bucket one should be money that you require quite soon. It should account for your expenses, right? Things like rent, uh, liquidity, uh, emergency school fees, insurance. And day I say, even things like COVID should go into this bucket. So where would you invest this money that you save for your first bucket? Some can be left in cash. Of course, it's not very clever to leave your money in cash because it gets eroded. So I suggest that you get some investment like a treasury bond. It tends to be short term. It tends to be three months. It could be as long as one year. And unit trusts, a lot of companies offer unit trusts. They are tax efficient, uh, they are tax uh, deductible, uh, and therefore it is good to put your investments in those so that they can help you in meeting things like rent, as I said, and emergencies, and also school fees, but also cater for things like insurance. So what do we put in bucket two? These should be financial goals for the next seven years. And definitely things like college fees comes down. And I encourage everybody, if you still are in a position to get a mortgage, should I say that again? If you are still in that age bracket, get a mortgage. It is the most important thing you will ever see in your life. I always tell people, right? I am rich, I'm rich, I'm very rich. And the reason I'm rich is because I invested in a mortgage right earlier in my career and, uh, and become a dollar millionaire because I have a mortgage. So please pay, get down, get a mortgage, but you've got to prepare for it by saving uh, for your seven year goal. Uh, Mr. B. Well, people are eager to hear from, from your responses. Okay, uh, <laughs> all right. So how many minutes do I have? Um, if you could do maybe max two, and then we give about five minutes to allow for Q&A. Okay, great, no problem. So that's the second bucket. Um, and uh, where would you invest the money in that bucket? In bonds, right? Now, as you can see, we are making the bonds a little bit longer. Uh, they are five-year bonds and some stocks, okay? Now, I know that in Uganda, some um, and they are long-term. So look on some other stock exchanges uh, around the world or even within the East Africa region. The last bucket is your health, your retirement money, right? That's the one that you need to put away a little bit of money. And there you're looking at 15-year bonds you're looking at high growth stocks, you're looking at real estate and you're looking at alternates, right? Things like Bitcoin, commodities and all those things that they do. So we at NSSF will soon be launching a goal-based saving for digital wallets to help you put money in your wallets and you will be able to basically look at the three buckets and save for them using some of the products that we'll be doing. And that's really in line with our purpose, which is saving for a lifestyle. So based on your needs, bucket one should deal with your current spending of household, which are your wants. But sorry, uh, I, that was bucket two. Bucket three 
uh, is for your long term. Um, however, let's have a reality check. I told you about the money we put at the NSSF. Pension money, NSSF money, will only replace 40% of your income in retirement. Can I say that again? You will only be able to cater for 40% of your income at retirement. That's what the numbers are telling us. So in other words, it's not enough for retirement. So the saying is, if you fail to plan, then plan to fail is real. Some more numbers for you. A survey that we conducted among our members showed that only 17% of those who received their benefits had not planned for them, had not planned for them. So they get them and they absolutely squander them because within two years, 70% have depleted their money they receive in two years. So which means that 90% of Ugandans are lacking a pension plan and therefore old age poverty at scale is a disaster that we must all work on. So we have to make it our business Hopefully I've been able to demonstrate that you need some skills. You need some skills to be able to do that. And now please do your part. Thank you so much and good luck while you're at it. Thank you very much, Richard. And uh, a happy birthday to you because uh, you have smashed the attendance record for this Rotary of 407 people have logged in oh my god <laughs> so, so uh, that is why I, I i think we let me start by requesting some more time members after one i hope uh, richard it's okay with you uh yeah. so that uh, uh, so that we can take as many questions as possible because this has been it's a very engaging topic for most of most of us over to you, Rotarian Martin Seguia, for the question and answer session. Uh, thank you, President. Uh, thank you, Mr. Biarugaba Richard. Um, I will just dive straight into the questions uh, that are in the Q&A, and we shall give an opportunity for those with a, a, with a direct online question through raising your hand. Uh, we have a question from Angela Tusaba. Can NSSF consider buying medical insurance for its members to use post-retirement? Mr. Biarugaba, you could probably respond. Yes. When I talked about the three buckets we are going to be creating for our members, uh, one of the reasons we are doing that is to buy medical insurance. Uh, by the way, medical insurance for current might not be a big hit from the research we've done. Medical insurance for the future, in other words, once you've retired, once you still have money with us and you want to get a policy uh, is, is a very popular one, yes. So it is part of the plan. One of the impediments to this plan is obviously the law, uh, but we're very confident uh, with the amendments that have been put in the law we definitely will be able to provide uh, insurance, uh, medical insurance uh, um, and unemployment insurance before anybody asks, uh, unemployment benefits, uh, even um, um, uh, um, education 
benefit, which is basically if you wanted to save for um, college education for your kids. Uh, thank you very much. Another question from Tusimi Moebesa. How many people contribute to NSSF? You would okay. respond. So we've got 2.5 million members on our database. Um, of those, uh, 800,000 contribute regularly. Um, and that's really uh, a high number. Uh, it does oscillate between 800 and uh, 600, depending, I mean, during the, uh, the COVID pandemic, there was quite a number of people uh, who stopped contributing, but we're seeing them coming back. So uh, the number is between uh, 800,000 and uh, 600,000 who contribute regularly, uh, but we have about 2.5 million on our database. Uh, thank you very much. There is a question from Andrew Masaba, Rotary Club of Sunday. Sunday, and is asking, can deposits be made? Can be can deposits be done at convenience? For example, daily through an app or maybe through mobile money. So today, the law only allows what they call voluntary contributions through two conditions. The first condition is if you were a member of NSSF, in other words, you uh, were working in a formal job with a company that has more than five individuals, and you stop working for that company and therefore do not have a regular uh, salary, you can continue to contribute uh, voluntarily to your account. That is what is allowed and that if you were in that category, you would be able to uh, pay in money uh, on a daily basis if you wanted to, because we have an app and capability on the web and all the other payment, uh, including um, agent, bank agents, uh, to be able to take your money uh, in that condition. So that's the first condition. The second condition of voluntary is where a company has less but would like to voluntarily register its uh, staff uh, to be able to contribute voluntarily. Again, they are allowed to put in money as often as they want. Now, as you probably have realized, it means that the majority of our members who are still employed and have a formal job and are working for an, a company that has more than five individuals are not allowed to top up on their account because the law at the time didn't invest law uh, will enable us uh, to uh, allow our members who are contributing regularly to be able to top up. And we're believing that once that law is signed, uh, awaiting the presidential assent, and if they were to wish or sought to wish, they would be able to pay uh, in even every day. Thank you very, very much, Mr. Biaugaba. We shall have just one more uh, inquiry from you. We have seen quite a number uh, in after the, 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 the fellowship today. The last question, uh, which will be a, a, a question asked with the past from a person having IDKM sites, please unmute and uh, you'll raise your question. Ken Seitz, please unmute and ask the question. It will be our last question for today.
um, since Ken Seltz is not responding, uh, President, I would, write, I would like to return back to you to allow for the other norms to also be completed. Thank you very much. A quick, a quick one, Richard. Where would Mabuko and uh, wedding contributions fall? They fall in which bucket? <laughs> they are not a saving. I, I don't encourage them. I am a very mean person when it comes to those things. Um, those who know me personally uh, tend to know that um, I do not encourage uh, mass weddings. Um, my own wedding had uh, about uh, less than 100 people, even though I married actually quite late. Um, and I knew a lot of people even by that time. Um, I will make contributions uh, to those things, but I, I honestly believe that those things are rather personal and people should do that. I prefer that people contribute things that are going to return, make them a return. So investment is much, much better than consumption. Thank you very much. Uh, Rotarian Peter Mwesige, your question has been answered. Uh, I hope there is no other burning question uh, which uh, Richard can answer. Uh, otherwise we can go to uh, Rotarian Joshua Ogal to give the vote of thanks. Is Rotarian Joshua online? He's not online. Uh, could we could we have somebody who has been uh, President, we are almost inclined. Uh, Mr. Mugisha wants to ask a very burning question, and uh, I think uh, the, the, we could give them just 30 seconds. Okay, quickly, and, uh, and Joshua needs to be unmuted uh, the, after the question. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead with the question. Mr. Mugisha, please unmute quickly and summarize. Mugisha, please unmute. Uh, it seems we need, we, uh, I think the, the hosts are the ones who can, who can unmute, considering the numbers. Mr. Mugisha has been asked to unmute. He's not unmuting, but Joshua is ready to speak. Okay, well, we will take, we'll, uh, Richard, if you don't mind, we'll, we'll email to you all the questions uh, and then you respond to them and then we'll, we'll send back to, to those who have logged in, the participants. I hope that's, that's fine with you. That's absolutely fine. Thank you. Okay, great. So over to you, Rotarian Joshua. Thank you very much, Chairman. Uh, Richard, it's a singular privilege that I have been asked to pass a vote of thanks uh, to you for your presentation. It has been a most insightful presentation. You have uh, taken us through four key issues that we should take into account 
as we plan for our retirement. And uh, I'm sure there are things that we're going to be mulling over well after this presentation. You highlighted the fact that uh, success is uh, based on a formula that is determined by great skill and luck, and that it's upon us to improve our financial skills in order that we are not victims of, of circumstances since luck tends to occur very infrequently. Thank you for that. Uh, you also pointed out the fact that we all need to have a plan. Um, and uh, I think one of the important things you pointed out uh, regarding a plan is that we should take into account the increasing costs of living, particularly healthcare costs. We should take into account the fact that we and our spouses might live much longer than we had planned to. So for some who had been planning to, uh, to, 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 to live this life earlier than 70, or who had been thinking that their spouses would possibly live before them, they now know that they need to plan a lot more uh, financially in that respect. You've also told us the reality of inflation, which we need to take into account. Thanks a lot for that. You've also highlighted the fact that the earlier we start, the better, because of the need to compound interest and the, 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 the way NSSF can help us. And the fourth aspect of your presentation, very, very valuable. And those are the pragmatic rules that you laid out, the 50, 30, 20 rule where we spend 50% of our income on, on essentials. You've given me personally a basis to justify with my wife the need to spend 30% on my wants. So that, that, that struck a chord particularly with me, and I'm sure with several other uh, Rotarians here. Uh, thank you very much uh, also for the three bucket rule where we, you've advised that we spend, uh, we, we, we put into a saving bucket for the next two years, amounts that are aimed at meeting our needs, uh, and then into bucket two, amounts that are aimed at meeting our seven-year wants, and then into bucket three, uh, we invest in a manner that ensures that we can meet our long-term aspirations. Richard, we we'll always know a good presentation when at the end of the presentation, everyone still wants more. And you've seen that everyone wants to, to get a piece of you and ask you even more questions. Thank you for, 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 for picking this code with us and we really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll be asking Harriet to possibly bring you back again. We'll look for a reason for that. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Rotarian Joshua. Uh, your vote of thanks also, I think, also needs a, a vote of thanks. It was quite lengthy, but it was worth <laughs> it. Uh, uh, let me ask uh, Rotarian Henry Okecho to take us through the happy dollar uh, session. Uh, I, I requested for some more minutes, uh, some 10 minutes, so that we wind up this meeting very well. Over to you, Rotarian Henry. Thank you, President. Uh, I, I think we will now allow the members to indulge in the happy dollar moment. 
Uh, of course, we are terribly out of time, but we'll give it a few minutes for this. So if you have a moment that you'd like to point out, please uh, unmute yourself and submit. Anybody with a happy moment? Jamila. Anybody with a happy moment? I'll go first, Rotarian Henry. Please carry on. Yes, five happy dollars for a good presentation, a good turn up from uh, Harriet Musoke. Thank you. Thank you, Rotarian Harriet. Anybody else? Any five other person with a happy moment? Five happy dollars to Richard for getting to the sixth floor. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you, you, President Sam. And also five happy dollars for a fantastic uh, delivery presentation and a record turn up. Thank uh, you, President Sam. Ten happy dollars from me. Yeah. Any other person with a happy moment? For me, Yes, President Boniface Varongo is my name. For me, I'm thanking Madam Harriet Musoke for having let us know in time. And this helped us to circulate this information to as many platforms as possible. And I'm happy so many people have attended. Thank you very much. Thank you. Anybody else with a happy moment? President, I suggest we carry this one on our forum uh, so that we can do the roll call of clubs, if it's okay with you. Uh, President, we were visited by very, very many people today. So many guests, uh, several road tractors. Uh, we had road tractors from Kampala City, Kampala South, Ntinda, Uganda Nursing School, Nakawa Moobs, Bukoto, Rubaga, and the E-Club Uganda Global. We also had so many Rotarians from the following Rotary Clubs, Muyenga Tank Hill, Mbale Metropolitan, Nakawa, Nansana, Kasangati, Kabale, Bukoto, Naguru, E-Club Uganda Global, Muyenga, Bogolobi, Chadondo, Muyenga Breeze, E-Club Ntinda, Chira, Rainbow, Kitante, Kampala Alibad, Lugogo Mango Tree, Chigo, Kampala Maesha, Makindye, Kampala South, Wandegea, Kampala Daybreak, Ntinda, Najera, Sunrise, Sese Islands, Kisugu Victoria View, Natete, Nalumunye, E-Club Naguru, Rubaga Lake View, Nalia, Jinja, Ntinda Metro, Morning Tide Bugolobi, Chiwatule, Sonde, Mengo, Namasuba, Luboa, Kampala City, and last but not least, Kisasi Chanja. Thank you, President. Thank you very much, Rotary and Henry. Uh, thank you very Rubanka, much. Rubanka, Rubanka. Uh, Rotary Club of Rubaga noted, noted. We are getting a number. We are getting a number noted. Thank you very much, Rotary. Rotary Club of Rubaga noted, Noted. Uh, I hope uh, it's in the chat so that we will try and pick up uh, so that uh, we have a proper record. 
I would like to thank you all for, for logging in, fellow Rotarians, Rotarians and guests, uh, district leaders, Rotary district leaders, opportunity presidents who have logged on. Uh, thank you very much. Guests, the many guests, uh, and of course our guest speaker, uh, Richard Rugaba. Uh, Henry Rugamba is our next president, so I'm sure he's going to work on it so that you, you join Rotary. Uh, yes, Henry, that's a challenge. <laughs> yes, yes, he's the incoming president of this club, so, so uh, he's going to work on it so that you become a Rotarian. I, I like gin and tonics, so you need to buy me a couple of gin and tonics. <laughs> okay, I'm sure that is done. Okay. Could we have the final toast by Rotarian Isaac? Uh, please, members, let us stay safe. Uh, COVID is real. Uh, it's not a joking subject. So let us uh, stay safe, stay well, stay safe. For Rotarian Isaac, please, the final toast. Thank you. Thank you, President. Um, it's a good tradition. Uh, for us to have a drink when we attend fellowship. Uh, to all Rotarians out there, uh, for the pride of, of, of Rotary and to a long life, a long planned life, uh, to good health, I give you all Rotary International. Have a blessed week. Thank you, President. Thank you, Rotarian Martin, and all the people who are working in the background. Thank you, Harriet. For, thank you, President, for this super meeting. Harriet. Wonderful fellowship. Have a nice weekend. Have a nice weekend. Same to you. Thank you. Fantastic. First of all, I am so 